Welcome to KSL Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over a nice cafecito. I'm Yvette Cruz. And I'm Joel Carnes. And this is actually our first episode of the year. Yay. So happy 2018 to anybody that's listening. If it's your first time listening, a special welcome to you. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're coming back, welcome back. Yes, we're glad that you have joined us, whether it is, like Yvette said, for the first time or you're back for just another episode. Uh, how was your New Year's? It Yvette? was. It was good. It was good. It was good. You know, it's New Year's. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was good. Yeah. No, mine. Mine yeah. was good as well. I didn't go anywhere. Okay. You know, I had, a, I guess, like some time off, a little staycation, you know, here or there. But good. other than that, it was pretty relaxing. But I must say, I did miss doing the podcast. I did miss the conversation. Yeah, we took some time off. We took a little three. What was it? Three week? Three week yeah. hiatus to just kind of get our thoughts together and kind of process the new year and just. We're hoping it's a big get year. our lives straight. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm hoping it's a very, you know, and, ho- and I hope for all the listeners out there, hope it's a big year for you as well. And hopefully you will take some time and just give us a listen and yeah. come back for more episodes, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started today. Okay. So as we mentioned, it's the new year. So we hear this term a lot. New year, new you. We hear it whether it's, I think a lot of people, first thing to think about it is, okay, I'm going to kick the habit of something, whether it's I'm going to eat healthier or lose weight. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop maybe drinking as much. I'm going to this, this, that. So we get into this mindset every year. Every year it feels like you may not think about it, but for a lot of us, we do have this mindset of like, okay, I'm going to start off this season or this year, I should say, excuse me, doing something different. So, and sometimes look, the challenges are much tougher than those. Obviously, quitting smoking is much more tougher than, let's say, oh, I'm going to stop eating Laffy Taffies, I don't know, or something like that. You know, <laughs> That's but, your uh, news uh, resolution? Well, uh, well, well, yeah, well, yeah. No judgment. Yeah, no judgment. Oh, yeah. If you're addicted to Just Laffy Taffies, then yeah, by all means, <laughs> you do what you got to do. But <laughs> but there there is kind of a back and forth that goes along with this New Year, New You, because yeah. we have a lot of people that say, well, if you want to stop, I'm going to just do smoking, for example. Okay. If you want to stop smoking, you shouldn't wait until the calendar changes to, say, January 1st. You just stop the habit now or stop it tomorrow. But it feels like that change of the calendar is a little bit more comforting in a yeah, way. Yeah, you know how some people are always like, I'm going to wait for Monday. Like, on Monday, I'm going to yeah, start working Monday. out. <laughs> yeah, diet starts Monday. Next Monday, actually. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think it's just, and this is just my opinion, I think it's just a new beginning, and so it's easier to do something on a new beginning. I don't know. Right. Um, I was also reading about that because I wondered where did we get all this, and not everybody does New Year's resolutions, or not everybody, like, the New Year isn't anything new for some people, but I had read that it was... Uh, in some form, after the holidays, for a lot of people, you go through, you know, you're going through Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, whatever. You're just eating a lot. You're oh, yeah. being, we're all being very gluttonous and, and that's okay, but we're just all like hibernating and being gluttonous and just kind of forgetting all of everything that we wanted to do. And just, I, I think since the New Year comes after that, it's kind of like, whoa, I've been, I've been off my game, like way off my game Definitely. or whatever it is for a while. And now it's time to get in, back into like the good habits. I don't know. It's just, that's just what I'm, what I saw around there. Yeah, and so I wanted to pose the questions for you. I kind of talk about this whole idea of New Year, New You and changes. First off, do you believe in this whole New Year, New You thing? I mean, I think that's just the easy question. And also, is there, I guess later on, just the question would be more of like, would you, do you feel like, do you feel it is a good thing or it's a bad thing? What's your stand on New Year, New You? Okay, so my stand on New Year, New You is no, I, I don't, I, you're, it's the same you. Like, how are you the different, how are you different on January 1st than you were on December 31st? It's the same as being the same as, okay, let me think about that. It's the same as that you're the same person on December 31st that you are on December 30th. Like, it's just, it's, I think, 
I believe in New Year, same you. But if you want to be a better you, be a better you. Um, I'm not opposed to that. I just don't think. And I think it's like sometimes I feel like at this point we've gotten to like the the point where we almost just say New Year, New Me as like a joke. Like we're kind right. of mocking it, I think. At least I know that that's how it is with like me and my friends. We joke around about it. But really, you're, it's we're all the same people. And I think I, I do believe in trying to be better. And I did at one point, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've believed in resolutions before in the sense that I'm like, okay, so my New Year's resolutions this year are, and I, you know, write them down. Don't go through with all of them. You know, don't go through with most of them. So I, I kind of kicked resolutions a couple of years ago. And it was because I had um, seen this post on, um, I think it was Instagram and by someone that I follow. And I don't know if she came up with it or if she just posted it. But Sophia Bush, who is an actress and activist, and she just does a lot of great things. She is very inspirational and she posts a lot of inspirational stuff. And she had said, this was, I think, 2016. She had posted that she's kicking the idea of resolutions or maybe it was maybe it wasn't her saying it, but I know she she's the one who shared it. So she could have been quoting somebody, but she was kicking the idea of resolutions because to resolve means that there's something wrong with you. And that means you're a problem and you are not a problem. Like the way she said it, I am not a problem. So she was going to do intentions. And that's when I started doing I guess intention. So it was Ooh. what you intend to do for the year. So that was yeah. So this I is twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe she came up with that. I, I could be wrong. I, I don't have my Instagram open right now. It was several years ago though. But that inspired me to think. Okay, intentions. What are my intentions for twenty? This was back in twenty sixteen. So what are my intentions for twenty sixteen? Not my resolutions because. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have a lot of errors, but I, I'm, that's also who I am. So I'm not going to list like, okay, well, my resolution is I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to run a marathon and I'm going to, and you know, if those are, if those are your intentions or whatever for the year, all the power to you. I think th- obviously those things are possible, but I, I'm not going to list a bunch of things that I call resolutions or that I consider resolutions just to set myself up for failure at the end of the year. Right. Because then that's, you know, like how many times and in, in whether or not you've done resolutions, how many are, how many times have you set the same resolution year after year because you can't get it right? All so, right. And, th- and that's okay though. I mean, we're human, but I like, I love the idea of intentions and I like the idea of realistic intentions. So I remember that year, one of my intentions was to take more photos because I, I like photography and I, just, you know, I didn't, I, I feel like I didn't take enough photos. So it was to take more photos. Like that's, that's just an intention. That's not my, it's not a resolution because it's not a problem that I don't take enough photos. I just thought it was my intention for the year. And so ever since then, I have been setting intentions. And so I feel like it's, you know, people say it's a thought that counts. Like yeah. it's, I feel like it's the intention that counts for the year. If you want to be a better person, be a better person. If you want to quit smoking, if that's your intention, all right, intend to quit smoking. And, and hopefully that it becomes more than an intention and becomes habit or, or whatever it be but I loved that and I I want to continue that and uh, I mean I recommend it to anybody I think it's great um, do you have any examples of whether it be resolutions or goals or anything that you said that you are proud to say that you have accomplished Joel, in the past oh that is a good one yeah hmm I know in the past especially when I was in college I said a lot of I call them resolutions, but okay. I do like this idea of intentions. I think that's Yay. that's much better. I did say I want to spend more time with my family because there was a period of time, especially 
during my master's program where it was just me, you know, mm-hmm. and just focused on you. And, and part of it is understandable because you're focused on something very important. But at the same time, I want to make time for that other thing that's important to me as well, which is my family. So after I had graduated, I had made a resolution to, you know, what, I'm going to spend more time with my family and not just my immediate family as well. Oh, okay. Not just my mom and my brother, uh-huh. but spend more time with my cousins, go to New Jersey, go visit my family out there. And I, I like was able that. to accomplish that as well because, I mean, I don't want to get too philosophical, if you will, but obviously you never know. You never know. Life is short. life. is Life, life yeah. is short. And so just to try to spend as much time with them. And I was able to do that in 2012 to go back to New Jersey Good. to go visit my extended family. For me, I've had other personal ones as well. Yeah. I've said like, oh, okay, I'm going to cut back on sugar or I'm going to do this. And I have failed before. I This year has been a little bit different. Starting off, I, I said two things. I did want to cut back on sugar. Okay. I'm proud to say that I have done that in the sense of I have not drank in a soda. Okay. So I want to cut back on soda. Now, I'm not going to be, you know, completely unrealistic and say like, okay, that's it. No soda, no period. No, that's it. If uh, the occasion. Cold turkey. Yeah, right. And that's good. Right. And if the occasion matters, and if I feel like drinking a Pepsi because I'm a Pepsi person, I'm going to have a can of Pepsi or whatnot. You I'm should. not going to, yeah, I'm not going to restrict myself like that completely. And for those people that go cold turkey, you know, more power to you. You have mm-hmm. more, more power to do that. Um, for me, I'm just kind of going little by little. So I'm like, what are these like sparkling waters and things like that I've been doing? It's been helpful a lot because cold turkey is really tough. I've tried to do it before. And I've failed several times. So doing this has been a lot uh, better. And that's just one start. The other thing that I think I mentioned this maybe in our episode, the last episode of 2017, I had mentioned that I wanted to read more. And I've been now proud to say that I am, uh, I've already read one book. And now I'm almost close to reading actually a book that you recommended, Yvette. So I'm almost done uh, with the five agreements. And so I'm, I'm close to there. So my goal as weird as it sounds, I didn't say weird as as maybe the task being a, a little bit large for some people. I want to read fifteen books this year. Okay, that's it. that's that's the goal. If I don't reach it, well, it's okay. I I, I I'll feel fine because but last see, it's year about the intention. Yes, it is because last year for me the intention was okay. I did want to read a little bit more. I read more news articles, partly obviously for what we do, but I did not read any books. This year, I'm proud of like, hey, I've already read one and I'm close to finishing the second one and I want to keep going and I want to just keep feeding that hunger of of knowledge. And yes, I do want to storytell because uh, as journalists, that's what we do. But at the same time, I do want to read other stories as mm-hmm. well. We enjoy reading that as well. And it's gotten me to kind of fall back in love with reading because – with reading books as I say in particular because – for last year, I didn't have that. I just didn't make time for it. Mm-hmm. And that's on me. But now I'm making time for it. And hey, if you know what? If I only get to 10 or if I get to 8, I'm okay with that. 15 is just the goal out there. We'll see if we get there. If we don't, then that's fine. But, you know, I never always been a believer of that New Year, New You thing. This year, I decided to try to something differently to say, okay, it's not going to be necessarily a new me because I, really? I am, yeah, exactly. I am who I am. You. It's still the same thing. All it is is just the calendar flipped. But kind of yeah. like what you're saying, and I, and I really, I think for our listeners, you should use that word. I'm going to use as well that new intentions. Yeah. So those intentions are, are important. For the year, yeah. Yeah. And go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know how, I, I think this is interesting because, you know, people are like new year, new you, but like you're the same you. But I kind of wonder, because, okay, so let me, let me uh, put it this way. My birthday is on October 15th. So like on October 15th, I turn a new age, I guess. So it's like a new chapter. So it's kind of like a new me in the sense that like something has changed. I am this old now instead of this old or this young, I should say, instead of this young. <laughs> right, yes. Um, but it's interesting how 
like people think because people do that on their birthdays people will be like okay well like, you know you'll set into and i try and do that i'll set intentions or i'll just kind of set like i'll just kind of like analyze the last year and then i'll kind of like try and put stuff forward for this next year of life and so it's weird that they don't kind of coincide so you've got like your new your your new like i guess your new beginning on your birthday and then your new beginning again on the new year yeah. and so and i think that's interesting because my uh, my best friend her birthday is on december 31st so technically mm. we, we were talking about this year she gets a new year on both like yeah. the new year January 1st is literally the first day of a new I guess year a calendar year for her but also like really the beginning of a new um year of life yeah. so I think that's so cool and I'm kind of jealous <laughs> because um, yeah I mean but, but but I guess it doesn't matter it doesn't matter when you like we said why why wait for Monday just make it, make these intentions or make these changes or do what you want to do any day and, and, and I understand why some people might think well it's a nice kind of beginning point to yeah. have January 1st and it puts things in the past because we'll forget, let's say, 2017. Okay, yeah. I put 2017 in the past. Well, you don't really put it if you're, uh, a, you know, if you're smoking a lot, you're not putting it necessarily in the past. I mean, you still smoked a lot. It's yeah. still it's following. Still, yeah, like you it's, don't. It doesn't yeah. like the clock doesn't reset. Yeah, it doesn't reset exactly. <laughs> okay, that, if that's that were the case. <laughs> oh yeah, what can we get away with? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and and I think that's the point. It's just I a matter. Of, like <laughs> it's just a mindset of okay. Just because the calendar changed doesn't mean that the past is completely the past. Yeah. Because I, I know, and some people, depending on experience, they may want to put those things in the past and say, okay, I'm I'm leaving this in 2017 or whatnot. Depending on what it is, you may not leave it in 2017. You may not even leave it forever. Mm-hmm. It might be one of those things that just stays with you. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's not a bad thing. Hopefully yeah. it's something positive. Right. But if in case it is a bad thing, you have obviously the opportunity to change things around. And you shouldn't wait till the calendar year that says January 1st to yeah, start that change. To like start the change now if you I need to. I think people do though. At least I do in my head sometimes because it's like structure. So yeah, right. I could set these intentions on like November 17th or like March 24th. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I had yeah. a hard time coming up with an actual date. <laughs> but um, I could do those intentions any day, um, but I I don't because I, I guess the structure has been ingrained in my head that a new year means like new, it's just a new, I guess, I don't know, new year is a new time like new for other things. New- yeah, but so is every Monday, so is every Wednesday, so is every like January and whatever if you make it. So... Oh, that's that's going to be one of my intentions this year to have like to set intentions, like to set daily intentions and weekly intentions and monthly intentions and hopefully yearly intentions. Yeah. And I and I admire those people that are maybe you could say a little bit more Zen than other yeah. people that that they'll walk around and say, you know, every day is a gift and things like that. And every and day. mean it. Yeah. And, and mean truly it. mean it. And yeah. Instead of just like, it. yeah. Instead of yeah. just what we we tend to hear it just kind of almost as a joke at first. But it yeah. really it really is if you think if you yeah. you know think about it deep down. So I admire those people. And for those that are struggling with something or just something that they want to do just for fun, put your intentions behind it. Obviously, stay focused. Uh, be reasonable. I think that's one thing that people need to understand. You know, if you're barely paying the bills, it might not be a reasonable idea that you're going to go around the world. Not saying that it's not going to be accomplishable one day, but yeah. budget wise. But you can't be like, this is the year that, like, yeah. I guess you got to set real, like, you got to, you got to think about your circumstances and your situation and everything. And you got to think realistically. Absolutely. And hopefully <laughs> that, but you also, you can also dream. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, Dreams are free. <laughs> Well, thank goodness for that because I don't know. I don't know if I can. No. Um, so before we're going to wrap up this segment, but I do want to share my intentions to hold myself accountable. Okay. Um, I, so I'm not going to do like any number um, 
intentions that just doesn't work out for me. I'm not going to lose a certain amount of weight. Like, hopefully, you know, it works out, but I'm just not going to set any numbers. The listeners will hold you accountable. Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> They'll hold it to you in, right. in December. Um, so, so I'm going to do more of like a, I'm going to try and be a little more zen with my intentions for the year and hopefully they become habits and then I'm going to be one of those zen people that we just talked about. But I want to put my health first this year. So, and I'm talking about my physical and mental health because I think I ignore it a lot and then I'm like not, you know, when you're like sick, mm-hmm. like physically, and then that's when you're like uh, doing um, like you're reacting to being sick instead of being proactive. So I'm I'm thinking like that, but mentally, like sometimes I just exhaust myself mentally and don't um, don't get help when I need to or just don't like take care of myself when I need to until I'm already like to that point where it's kind of like being sick, if that makes sense. So I just want to focus on my health and just be physically. Yes, like eat better, work out more, but not for any exact number, just to feel better internally and externally so hopefully that works out i'm so far you know we're we're trying i think i started out rough in the year but i'm um yeah i'm getting there you know it's only january uh something yeah yeah. but yes that's what i'm gonna do and the other thing is i'm going to um recognize quality over quantity because i and i think it's something that i always talk about doing and i think it's it's something that i preach but i don't practice and so and every now and then i do but not in every aspect and so i want to do that with every aspect and just like even the littlest things the big things i want to recognize the quality of something and and someone instead of the quantity so wish me luck no (laughs) i'm sure you'll be no i'm sure you'll be fine it's just uh, you have the right attitude for it i'm sure you'll get there and yeah and And so will you you're gonna get your intentions yes no and for listener you too as well tweet that was sent out in um, December and it really stood out to me for a lot of reasons but it was also getting a lot of attention uh, the tweet was from Cristela Alonso who's an American comedian actress, writer, producer and she's the one who created and starred in the ABC sitcom that no longer exists unfortunately Cristela. Cut too soon. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'll say. Yeah but anyway she's doing great work and she uh, tweeted on December 26th so yeah we're you know we took a little hiatus but I still want to talk about this. She said shout out to all the immigrant kids that serve as trans for their parents, especially when you're a kid and have to try your best to translate words you don't know yet. And then she says, I always hoped I guessed right. And I, especially that last part, it really stood out to me because, you know, we, we were translators. I mean, I, I know I was. I know you were. We translated mm-hmm. for our parents. Sometimes we still do because we were fortunate enough to be bilingual. But we were also, I guess you could say, burdened with having to translate yes. conversations that we were not at all ready for. Absolutely. And I don't regret it. I think, you know, you look back and I don't think of it as like, oh, you grew up too soon. Like, I, I think I'm thankful for it now. But I will say that when I was a kid, I don't, I don't think the way I, I mean, I didn't think the way I do now. I wasn't all proud and happy all the time. Sometimes I was frustrated and I was just like, oh, again, like, I just why do I have to do this? And, and I never said, I mean, I hope I didn't. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't because um, my mom would have slapped me. Um, but she um, <laughs> I, I I never said like go learn English like I never said that right. and so and I'm, I'm and I'm proud of little me you know but I'm not thinking I'm not saying that I didn't have thoughts where I'm just like oh, again and so I want to ask you do you do you have any memorable um, moments of translation Oh yeah definitely there's you know the first thing that can, that I must say is I don't remember how it kind of just started in the sense of like I, I I gained English quickly and I just automatically became an interpreter translator whatever you want to call it. Because in the household, I grew up with Spanish. And then, mm-hmm. yes, obviously in school, you begin to use English. But, I mean, I learned it from my brother. But that's like, when did he learn it? Because it was my mom and my dad were talking Spanish. Yeah. And he just picked it up. Same as, yeah. And so it's like, it just kind of, it's just kind of it there. It just happened. Yeah. 
Uh, my early memories are the times that we would go to the doctor. And oh, so the doctor, yeah. and those were really tough because there were some terms I had no idea. Like I'm, I'm seven or eight years old. I have no idea what this means. Like, and so I had to ask the doctor, like, does that mean a cough? Like, so I'm coughing. Like sometimes I'm even describing my own condition to my mother. Yeah. Like I would say I have this or the doctor saying that I have this. Yeah. And then my mother who at that point, just the technical terms she didn't get. Everything else that she could she could understand, but those technical terms, so she would have to ask me. But then I'm just a kid. I don't know the technical terms either, but we were trying our best. There were other times I had, obviously, my older brother. He uh, he served more of the interpreter at times. Unfortunately, there were times where I do remember that he interpreted, but it was for bad reasons. Um, there were times where uh, my father would beat my mother and the police would show up. Mm-hmm. And my brother had to interpret what wow. my mother was saying. And I was just kind of sitting in the corner, just observing everything. But my brother had to be the one that interpreted and say, what what happened? happened. This is what my father did to my mother. And I'm sure that must have been tough for him and for anybody to do that as well. Um, But, you know, overall, I took great pride in it. I still take great pride in it because sometimes I do that. Mm -hmm. I will do that, even though, like, my mom gets fine with, like, she knows English. She can understand Mm -hmm. you or whatnot. Of course, she has her accent, but, yeah, like, she, she can get that. But I do take great pride in it. And... You know, it's something that I think goes, I I think for maybe people who don't know two languages or who have not experienced it, they don't see that how big a responsibility that is because a lot of times there's kids, and I've seen it times where I volunteered at different schools, the kids are interpreting for their parent what it is that's going on with them in school. Now, hopefully those little kids are not lying. You know, they're not saying, oh, yeah, I got an A when really he's saying, like, you know, they're struggling. But that's that's a pretty big responsibility to have at nine years old, 10 years old to have that. And for those that think that maybe, well, you know, why haven't the parents either attempted to try to learn things like that? A lot of times because, hey, parents are busy, like like all parents, they're busy. And for some, you know, especially a little bit more, maybe for those that are single parent homes, there isn't that time to to sit down. I'm going to learn a new language. I mean, even if you did have time, learning a new language is a challenge, whether you have, whether you're don't have a job or you're whatever. It's a tough, no matter who you are. Yeah. Learning something as an adult is even tougher. Like your mind just doesn't work the same as when you were a kid and you could absorb things and you weren't confused easier or, or you didn't have some language ingrained in you. And now you're trying to learn the opposite of what you've known all your life. That's easier as a kid. It's not easy as an adult. Right. Now, what about for Yvette, What about for you? I shared a little bit of my experiences. What about you? Is there sometimes that you would remember, or is there some? Is there a certain moment or moments that you remember that you had to translate for your mom? Yeah. So, so my mom, um, she, I think, I think she speaks English pretty well, and I don't even remember where when it is that she's like got her English now. Like I remember when I was a kid, she had told me she had, she took English classes. But she wouldn't speak it that much. And so, yeah, I did have to translate uh, for her or for my mom's friend. Um, we had like a neighbor who used to just like take care of my sister and I sometimes or sometimes she, she knew that she didn't speak English. And she would ask my sister and I for help, mostly me, but she'd ask for help to, she you know, doctors and um, like other legal stuff. Like and I, and I would go and I, I guess I guess when I would <laughs> let me let me try and collect my thoughts. I would. Sometimes get frustrated doing it all the time, but then when time hadn't like when time had gone by, and then I would like I was called for this translating service, <laughs> you know, at right. like eight, nine, ten years old. I, I guess I did take a little bit of pride in it, like you said, but but at sometimes yeah, it got frustrating when I I guess I'd, get, I'd be hard on myself because I don't know what that word is, and I think well should I know that word and why don't I know that word and it's just it's it's tough. But I had to translate, so I remember 
um, when when I was in school, if there was a new kid that didn't speak English, I was the designated like if I yeah I was one of the only people. And sometimes it was me and maybe another girl. Like it wasn't I didn't go to school with a bunch of um, other minorities, but yeah, sometimes I, I was like the designated like translator. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, me again, like. Ugh. But um, but now I take pride in that. Um, I also did. Yeah, I did parent teacher conferences. I, I don't remember. I know I remember for sure being at a parent teacher conference and translating. I my memory's gotten really weird. So I don't remember if it was mine or if it was somebody else's. But I've done that. Um, I like I said, I've done it for my parents friend and for my mom's friends. Um, there was like, OK, so one memorable moment, which is really weird. And I'm gonna say it, But my mom, uh, I think I was like 11, 12, maybe 13. Yeah, I was I was I was pretty young. And my mom had a friend who was like older than my mom and she didn't speak English. She was dating this guy and he didn't speak Spanish. So I don't know how they communicated, to be honest, but <laughs> she wanted to break up with him. And, she, oh. <laughs> and guess who had to do it? It was the weirdest thing ever sorry, because the whole time I was thinking, but yeah. how like, you know, people communicate in all different types of right. ways, but Yes, here I was. And she had like before she called this by phone too. Like it wasn't it wasn't me sitting there between them, like it wasn't like oh, being the okay. mediator, which probably would have been even weirder. Yeah, that would have been that. But it was weird. on the phone and so she told me that she was gonna break up with him and she's like, I need you to help me out. I was gonna, I was gonna be like, No, do it yourself. Like, <laughs> no. I was like, Okay, sure. <laughs> Talk about being uncomfortable, but yeah, and she wrote out what she like. So, so I was like, "Well, what do you want me to tell?" Because I, I thought it was going to be weird if I like if we didn't rehearse this. Because like I just kind of want to get this. So it's like a breakup. I kind of want to get this over with, even though I'm like the the media, the middle person here. Yeah. I want to get it over with too. I don't want to answer questions or whatever. And so she had written on a piece of paper like what she wanted me to say, like her her breakup. And she told me in Spanish, and so then I translated it in my like twelve years of life. <laughs> uh, here's this adult relationship. I don't even know. And uh, yeah, she told me and so then I had to call and oh. I had to be like hi I just to say who I was and I think the like um they used to work with my mom so I think he knew who I was but I well, talk about me being uncomfortable I don't know how he felt being broken up with like as a girlfriend by like a 12 13 year old that's yeah. yeah I don't know maybe he's telling this story somewhere right I was now, gonna say he's probably like he probably first had drinks about it or something and then he yeah who knows but yeah so then I had to like um say I, I did the speech and then he was like oh, like I guess you know you're a grown man what, what are you gonna do ask questions so no he just he was like okay well thank you and so it was just so weird uh that's probably my most memorable translating moment um mm-hmm. but i do remember like i said my mom's friend my mom who, who was our neighbor she would she would bring me along for a lot of things and i i remember her saying like she was very grateful for what i for what i would do and she even said you know you could she was the first person to tell me you know you could do this professionally you know there are there are things such as translators and there aren't enough in a lot of these places and i knew that because i could see i was going to these places with her and i was a child translating because there wasn't anybody there that spoke another language that translated that understood the needs of different people and so she she pointed that out and I did I considered it for a second I said hmm could I be a translator yeah. like she's like yeah they have them in courts they have them mm-hmm. in like businesses they have them in a lot of places and I thought wow and I thought it like now that I think back it's funny because I did end up like I didn't do this professionally but I did end up working for a notary at one point and I translated documents from English to Spanish or from yeah both languages and um I mean, at some point they all became the same terms, but like now, now I appreciate it. Now I look forward to like, I, I feel like, you know, you kind of feel a little bit special. Like you have a, you can, you, you're helping people communicate right? and sometimes it's necessary. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I wanted to ask you also a question because I do have experience with, with, with this subject. So when I lived in New Jersey, I did some translating for my mom, but there were times, a lot of times I didn't need to because there was always somebody there who spoke Spanish just because uh, it was a little bit true. more. It's New Jersey. So, yeah, it's New Jersey. There's a little yeah. bit more Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, 
Colombians, etc. Mm-hmm. When I moved out here to Utah, that wasn't necessarily the case. I had to no. interpret more. But one thing that I did notice that I faced out here, and even looking back at it, it's rather disappointing. I would get a look sometimes from people who maybe weren't happy with the idea of like, okay, I got to get you to translate this. Like I would get a look from certain people. I remember a few times where certain doctors just gave me, and you could just tell that they were just kind of, they didn't like it. They didn't like the idea of like, oh, well, now I have to have this this kid translate. Now, I don't know if that was because of whatever idea this person had or these people had, but there were a few times that I do remember that people looked very uncomfortable with having somebody translate something to another adult, especially to a child. I don't know if you ever experienced that, but I ha- I I remember experiencing that a few times here in the in the mid 90s and how did you feel? I don't know. I, at first, I felt well. It's it's got to be racism, right? That's what I thought as a kid. It's got to be racism because. But towards you or towards your whoever so, you're translating towards, for. To, well, I felt that that person was being at that time. I felt that person was being kind of racist towards my family, towards me and uh-huh. my family. Because sorry, we my mother doesn't necessarily speak English, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred percent. But I do, and I'll be here to help. But to get kind of that look and to get a different kind of treatment. At that time, that made me feel, uh, it made me feel disappointed. And even looking back at it, it might not have been 100% the case, but looking back at it, I felt, it felt like you just felt like a secondary citizen to, to an extent. Wow. That's just my opinion. But I don't know if you've ever felt like that's a. I, I, I can't say that I have. I may have, and I just kind of put it past me. I, I, don't, I don't recall, to be honest. I don't remember uh, feeling like that. I, I remember. People, like if I translated for my mom or for someone else, people maybe being a little frustrated as well just because they, they don't know how to or because they know I'm not getting the words right or I'm, I'm or because I'm I, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't think I felt that same thing. And if I did, I don't remember. Mm. So but I can I can see where you're coming from. And, and that sucks that you had to go through that. And that sucks that anybody has to go through it through that. Um, I he, being here because I, I, I grew up here in Utah. Um, I. Um, like there weren't a lot of people who would translate, um, but it's Utah. So you also have, you know, you have, uh, like a, a, a very large Mormon population here. And so a lot of the people, like a lot of Mormon people have served missions in Latin American countries. So a lot of them do speak Spanish at some point. Um, so I like, for example, my mom's dentist right now, he, I think he served a mission in Guatemala. So he speaks Spanish. And so I, I kind of, I remember being younger and like being glad that that was my mom's dentist. Cause then I thought, well, no, I don't have to translate <laughs> someone else speaks Spanish. And right. so, cause sometimes it's just exhausting. And, and, and I, I do feel bad sometimes that I, that I think that I, um, because I just wanted, I wanted my mom to not have to talk through me. And like I said, my mom speaks English now. Like she, she has an accent, sure. But and I think she, she, I think, I think she speaks English better than she thinks she does. Like I think she's sometimes like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to say that. And in my head, I'm like, I think you do. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but I'll help, you know. But I, I think she just, I think she needs that push. I think she feels more comfortable with me doing it. And, and I understand why. I think I, I can see the looks that people give. And that's what frustrates me when my mom's doing her best to to like, let's say she goes to the store and she wants to return something. So she's like, I, I want to return this. She can say that. And let's say they ask her why or like, she, you know, she can answer why. But let's say they get into something just a little bit more complicated about something else and they just start going at her. And she's kind of like, oh, wait, wait, what? Like she asks them to slow down and maybe repeat that or she's trying to process it. And then they get snappy. That's what bugs me. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I like I don't want her to deal with it. I just jump in and say, no, that's not what she wants. This is what she wants. Or because I, I'm, I'm frustrated that that person isn't trying to understand. Right. And and if anything, why why aren't they like why don't they learn Spanish? Why don't they learn to communicate with people? Because there are a lot of people in 
um, in this country that speaks Spanish. That is, it's not, it's like the second most spoken language here, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. So, you know, I, but, but like I said, I, I, I don't know that if I didn't, that if I wasn't raised bilingual that I would know all these other languages. So I can't hold people accountable like that, but that's what bugs me. When people get like snippy where they, when they, when they're rude to other people who don't speak their language Yeah. and the, the, like, ugh. no, and it is it's frustrating. I, I, I would see it sometimes I volunteered. I think I mentioned before I volunteered at a children's clinic mm-hmm. and I would see it sometimes. I now the reason that they sent me there was to this children's clinic was because a lot of the people there spoke Spanish. And so they wanted somebody else there. And there was only, I'm only going to say there's only been one time. I think there was just one time that I did notice one of the doctors got a little bit snippy with one of the, I guess, the patients. Uh, I don't know. And, and it could be, hey, might have been a long day, might have been something like that. But then at the same time, it's really not excusable. But I didn't really say anything just because it already, you could tell the person just kind of put it past them. Mm-hmm. But part of me understands, I guess, the frustration that they can see because they don't know, like you said, how to communicate this part. But at the same time, I mean, be more understanding. Is there more that needs to be said than yeah. that? Just be more understanding. And we don't know everybody's circumstances. There's a reason right. why people didn't learn whether it's they came here and learned English or if, if they went to another country, they didn't learn the you know the, that language of that country as well. Mm-hmm. But just be more understanding. I think that's that's just the, the, the thing. And I think for us who grew up being interpreters slash translators, we tend to be, obviously we are very, you could say, very fortunate that we have this yeah. this, this tool but at the same time, I think we're a little bit more understanding towards others when it comes to this communication or lack thereof at times. I yeah. know for me, you know, I'm very proud of it. And have I seen sometimes, like, if anybody has gotten snippy with my mom, I can't remember. Uh, and if it has, my mom is, is a sweet person that she is. She can be snippy too as well. And she'll Good, just be she like, be. yeah. And yeah. she sometimes will be like, dile que, dile que dije esto. Okay, que ya estoy cansado. And yeah. then she'll just get like, all like that. And then I'll just take that energy from her yeah. and be like, okay. If you're, yeah. And then transfer it back. She says and, you're being rude and she doesn't want to deal yeah, with you. And so like, bye. And, and then I'll be like, we're done here. And I'll raise my voice. You know what? Yeah. I think we're done here. And so thank you for whatever, but yeah. I think we're just going to go. And yeah. so they can understand as well, because I think part of being a good translator as well is a, hey, if that person is being either frustrated or Sorting some kind of emotion, I think you need to help out and show that as well. And I think for a lot of us, we've done that over the years as well. But uh, can I also just say shout out to Cristela for bringing up this topic also as well? Yes. Because the reaction, like I'm looking at the chain oh, of everything, yes. like just all the, the responses. There's people saying like they were also at parent teacher conferences and that was crazy. Yeah. And some of it were have funny stories. Like if if you're online or if you ever get a chance, uh, go to Christella's timeline. She said this on the 26th of December, like Yvette mentioned earlier, and check it out. But I mean, we can go on and on about just yeah. even the stories that people have here. Yeah, I have some of the tweets. Some of them are really nice. Um, like for example, this one. This one. Um, I thought was pretty. Like it, it touched me. It's uh, someone replied to her tweet and said, "I remember kids getting homework help from their parents, and meanwhile, I was translating for mine." LOL. I wouldn't change it for the world. I have some great, hardworking, now retired parents. Hashtag immigrants. That's beautiful because yeah. yeah, there there were times when yeah, there other kids are getting help on their homework, and and we weren't getting that because you know my mom can't help me with my English homework. It's right. and it's and it's okay. I did my own English homework, um, but I just. I, I look back and sometimes I just wish I was a little more grateful when I was younger and I'm glad that I'm grateful now and I'm glad that I finally got it right. But yeah, I wish, I wish, um, I could appreciate more then. Um, someone, someone also said, 
Um, oh, this one's funny. Me and my abuelita running errands was a full-time job, and my pay was anything I wanted at the chuchi frito at the end of the day. <laughs> so, see, grandma was paying. Um, <laughs> There's one person that said here um, that he had to do this exact thing with the Godfather saga when he was 10. Oh, the 70s. <laughs> so translating uh, the whole movie and explaining. Oh, yeah. And, and I've done that before. Yes, yeah, I'm sure you, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes my mom will be like, I know what they said. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to make sure she gets the full experience. Uh, and right. so my, but we, my mom would always do subtitles because she, she that for her, like that was some, that she, she, she says that she learned more English having subtitles on. Yeah. And having, and like watching it in English and having subtitles, like reading them in English. Like, and I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh, this one, I guess you can relate to this one. She's, this one says, um, mom, like mom is saying, dile al doctor que me duele la muñeca and uh, then it says me she says her doll hurts which is hilarious because and I didn't know this when I was younger either muñeca means wrist but right. muñeca also means doll and yes. like muñeca is the, the proper word for wrist right yeah. is it the, the medical term I don't know but it also means doll and most people know it as doll so me as a kid muñeca was a doll I, I would have yeah. been this kid I would have been like what do you mean your doll hurts and, and, that's, and that's it you didn't know what you like, like Cristela said you always hoped you guessed right because we yeah. didn't we didn't have the we weren't going to school in English and we weren't learning you know we weren't reading chapter books in, <laughs> in Spanish no and, and and you know these these stories are some are funny some might be a little bit showing the struggle of kind of growing up in in sometimes lack of communication or just not having that. But mm-hmm. I think each story has its own special purpose there and, you know, just sharing it and, and sharing that same common bond is what I enjoyed about just this whole thread, which, by the way, went for days. This was not just yeah. right, post on the 26th and people started talking. This continued on for days. Yeah. Like people were talking about it and definitely it's something that. I I hope people continue sharing these and and taking great pride in it because yeah. I know some people might think oh well it's a burden I got to do this again or whatnot yeah. and for younger maybe kids as I mean a kid, yeah. for as a kid yeah maybe yeah but as an adult or as even just yeah. getting older as a teenager and have you that's... ever stepped in or have you ever I think I had read this somewhere too have you ever stepped like you're you're by yourself or you're with your mom or whatever and you hear somebody else not knowing how to communicate or not being able to and have you ever either like just stepped in on your own or had your parent like mom would like, and send you to go translate for some stranger because, or my mom, I've seen my mom do that now. Yeah, that's, just that's translate say, for My mom people. has gone in and even her with her accent and everything, she'll yeah. be like, I, I understand a little bit and yeah. she'll do all she'll that have, and she'll help so out. And then sometimes they'll make like me that. jump in as well and I'll say like, yeah. okay, and all this stuff yeah. and it's happened like at Walmart it's and I'm happened sure at different people places appreciate, yeah. and I, I hope I hope anybody who and I, I want to continue doing this too but I hope anybody who has that ability if you hear like especially even people who are learning Spanish and you know don't know if their Spanish is right if you hear something I think it'd be great to just jump in and try because that just shows like the unity it shows people trying to help people communicate because that's what we're here to do we're here to help each other like get through life and we have to do that somehow yeah, and and it doesn't have to be necessarily at a place that we think is maybe more significant than the other. It doesn't have to be if you you're at the clinic and you see somebody struggling there. It doesn't yeah. have to be at a bank. in the line at the it market, could, right? It could be somewhere just at the yeah. bus stop. It could be just anywhere, yeah. just like that. And you know what? You could make a person's day just because of that. Yeah, like if there's a miscommunication on a produce and you help him or her out. That They're might make that person thankful. that might, you might leave that person with with a smile on his or her face. Yeah, you know, and how great is that? Yeah, I remember when I I, I just remember like people be like my and I know my mom's been in the sense, but I remember when I worked at, I mentioned before I worked at a bakery growing up, and so it was a panaderia, so you know people the, the clients were all mostly Hispanic, and I 
I am very, very, very fair-skinned. So a lot of people just assume that I am not Hispanic because mm. they assume that all Hispanics look a certain way when we're all different colors. Yes. But they, a lot of people just assume that I don't speak Spanish. So when they would walk into the store and they like needed help with something, sometimes I could see them like trying to speak, like, and it happened to me before, trying to speak English because they assume I speak English. And when the second that I say something back in Spanish, there's this wave of relief, like, oh, thank goodness, because I don't know how to say something. And like, I, I don't know, that's something that I, I won't forget. And I hope that even like when I've been in places and, and, I, and I, I mean, I don't have the opportunity to do this all the time. And now there are people who uh, will help out or just speak both languages. But when, you know, I, I someone realizes that they don't have to be frustrated and they can speak Spanish because I also speak Spanish. That makes me so happy. Yeah, no, and uh, I'll end with this note. Some of my most satisfying or most just best memories of any, not just necessarily profession, but just anywhere that any experience that I've done was when I was an advisor at Weber State. Uh, sometimes I would get the first year experience uh, office. So they would ask me to come over and for their like freshman orientation, they would ask me if I could come in and kind of help out and, and freshman orientation. Parents are welcome. Parents mm-hmm. are welcome to sit down with their son or their daughter and hear about what is going on and what classes they'll need. Mm-hmm. And so anytime that I would talk or say something, I could see, like you said about the relief, you could see kind of the smile there, yes. kind of like, okay, like I do have questions, but I'm afraid because some of them are a little nervous to ask about. Yeah. I'm not going to say afraid. They're a little how. nervous. Yeah. How to ask that question. So uh, when that's just seeing that and then they would approach me or anybody else who spoke Spanish and just are asking these questions that maybe they were, you know, maybe a little, just a little anxious about asking that experience just alone there. Just, those are some of my best memories and, and just being able to help. Yeah. Just to help out. And I hope that for those of you that do have those opportunities, continue doing it as we said. And, you know, we'd like to hear from them also as well. So also let us know via social media on those experiences like that. Well, that's it for the first show of 2018. Yvette, as always, it's a pleasure to have this conversation with you. And don't forget to hit us up on social media. I'm at Shoal Caranas. And I'm at Evie Cruz on Twitter. And we are at KSL Cafecito on Twitter. We're also KSL Cafecito on Facebook. Like us, subscribe to us. Tell your friends about us. Yes, Mm -hmm. and we hopefully we'll get to do more opportunities when it comes to we'll do maybe little videos here or there. We'll promote on some of the future episodes and what we'll do, things like that. And we hope this 2018 starts off and continues just as great as you want it to be.